0: Hey, New Life! Man, it's so good to see you this morning. Um, I I felt like I had to come to the place where I like to be, which is this stage. I've told people before that I want to be buried under it. I don't know if Joanna would let that happen, but here's what I can tell you: I'm excited to be here, and you you have got a treat this morning. Uh, we thought it would be fun. My friend, uh, Pastor Josh Truster, is the pastor at Live Church, and his story and New Life's story are very closely tied. And we thought in the midst of this season of the life of the church, that it would be really cool for us to zoom in and tell this story. It's a story of God's faithfulness in the midst of challenge. And it's also a story of how the gospel continues to advance in spite of great odds. And so if we were to use a text to, um, that this story would illustrate, it would be Genesis 50-20. It's the story of Joseph, and the text says this. It says that what Satan intended for harm, God will use for good. As you listen to our story, would you keep that scripture in your mind? And I just pray that this encourages you and blesses you as you worship with us this morning. Hey
1: everybody, I'm Pastor Josh from Live Church. And I'm I'm Ryan from New Life Church. Uh, and we, uh, we decided it would be a good idea to come together and uh, have a discussion today um, with each of our churches. Uh, some of you may not know, but uh, Ryan's church, Pastor Ryan's church that he pastors called New Life in Springfield, uh, is actually the sending church, I think is the right terminology, uh, for Live Church in Republic. Like I used to work there on staff with Ryan when he was the youth pastor. And, um, and so Live Church came out of New Life. Uh, and we have a lot of their DNA. And so uh, we just wanted to talk about the journey that both of us went on in that process about two and a half years ago now, yeah. uh, almost three years ago, uh, because some really cool things came out of it.
0: Yeah, and, I, and even as, as I was thinking about just the state of the church in this season that is confusing, where we don't really know what is gonna happen next. It seems like, like we're filming this video on Monday, We have no idea what we're going to hear on Friday. Um, And so with this constantly changing the way that it is, I thought it would be kind of cool if we talked about our story Mm -hmm. and how the gospel continues to advance even though challenges are present. Because it's safe to say, like right now, this is not what we realized was going to happen. But I think that both of us sitting at this table would say that we believe that the gospel mm-hmm. is has has even more potential to do incredible things during this season, mm-hmm. um, if we would just trust him with it. So, so I think so. Like so our story is one. We're if zooming out. If you're part of this, a lot of you probably don't even know what's going on. If you're at either one of our churches, mm-hmm. um, and so I thought it'd be kind of cool if maybe we just talked a little bit about how it started, some of the challenges, yeah, and then maybe how God got us here, and let's, yeah. we'll try to do it in under 15, 20 minutes. Okay, so um, there's, there, there may or may not happen. So, it's probably not possible to do it in 15, 20 minutes, which is one of <coughs> us,
1: and both of us together is going to yeah. be bit more. Impossible.
0: So hopefully you guys are ready to get some popcorn and be here <laughs> till two o'clock. Um, but yeah. So um, uh, Ryan and I uh,
1: met each other here at New Life and became really good friends serving on staff here. Um, Ryan actually helped me get on staff because at the time I was Uh, kind of a part-time media guy with the church and um, was doing stuff for the youth ministry quite a bit and um, and the church was really needing uh, like uh, somebody to focus on that creative arts area full-time and so Ryan advocated for me and as well as several other people and uh, New Life finally was in a place to where they could hire me and so we worked on the same staff for a while Uh, at New Life wanted to um, plant a church uh, we'd had discussions in the past about doing it, uh, but nothing had really come to serious fruition, um, and so we had start having that discussion to plant, and um, uh, our lead pastor at the time kind of asked all the staff members, hey, would you be interested in planting a church, and everyone was said no, and I said no just to go along with the crowd, but God kind of tugged on my heart and really was was wrestling with the idea of me saying no. I began to wrestle with that. And I even said no again because he presented the question again. Uh, and then finally, I met with Ryan yeah. on a Friday afternoon said, dude, I can't. Uh, it was at the Pizza Hut and Nixa. It was Pizza Hut and Nixa. Yeah. I was like, what do you think about this? I, I really feel like I'm supposed to say yes. And, um, and he's like, well, if, like, I think that's great. I think you do a killer job. You need to go tell him now. So I went right to his house after lunch and yeah. told him. And...
0: That's where it started. Yeah. I think, I think like, you, you texted me and you're like, hey, am I crazy? <laughs> I go crazy. And it was, <clears throat> but man, it was so cool though. Like it was one of those situations where I knew from our perspective, knew I've always wanted to plant a church. Mm-hmm. That when I got hired, um, it was like probably, I mean, this would have been eight years ago. Mm-hmm. I think when I got hired eight, eight or nine years ago, that it was always the dream to plant, but we never had the leader to go and do it. Mm-hmm. And so I knew from our perspective, just as someone who really was committed, and you knew, like you and I had talked about it, like I wanted to be at New Life for a really long time. I had dreams to lead the church that Dan kind of told me that would be the, like what was going to happen. And mm-hmm. so um, when you told me that, I knew that we've, we have, now we have a leader that will do it. Mm-hmm. Like this is really going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was, I, I remember like it, it used to just be something that we talked about. Mm-hmm. And then when you put your name on it, mm-hmm. that's when it went from something we talked about to, oh, this is actually gonna happen.
1: Yeah. So we, we started going down this path, right? And I was super excited about it and, and my wife was too. And, and um, but we really couldn't tell people about it <coughs> for a little while because we had to roll it out in a, in, a, in a way that made sense and prepare everybody. We had to go through training. Uh, so we had to get, we had to get uh, like a certification from, from our uh, fellowship and all that sort of stuff to be able to qualify for funding and things like that. So we went through all this training and uh, church planting training and um, uh, process through all of that. And then we told the church yeah. uh, that we were planning a church and um, it was it initially, there was a lot of energy with it and a lot of excitement with it.
0: <laughs> but you said initially. initially. And, and I think that that's the right word. Yeah. Um, so because as I think about the season when New Life planted, mm-hmm. it, New Life wasn't, for those of you who are part of New Life right now, New Life wasn't what it was today. Right. And um, it was, for us, it was this, this, I don't know, maybe fear, maybe uncertainty where we're like, man, this is a really cool thing. Mm -hmm. We're so excited to go and take the gospel somewhere where it hasn't been. But we were looking at where we were and we were thinking, how in the world are we going to, to be able to do this in a way that works? Yeah. I mean, just putting it in like kind of zooming to that, like the June. Okay. Yeah. So June of when you guys planted. Yeah. Okay. So, you were, like, the goal was we were going we to send this church out with $70,000? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah. the goal was we would send the church out with $70,000. New
1: Life was going to send thirty five, mm-hmm. and then we were going to match that with our fellowship. Uh, they said they have a
0: matching program, and it would end up being about $70,000. Okay, so you, and, and now Josh, like, I don't, he, yeah, if you, you don't know this, Josh oversaw the books at New Life mm-hmm. during this time. How much money did New Life have that they could have sent to Republic at that moment?
1: We were setting money aside. It was sort of like every week we would set a certain amount of money aside that over the time span would have wound up to be 35. The problem was is the, the primary well was running dry. Um, and so we had to dip into that as like almost a savings account um, uh, on a multiple different occasions uh, because New Life's finances weren't in a place uh, that that um, it needed to be at the time. And it was a little bit of a, a dry season. And so we had to dip into
0: that fund and eventually had to dip into all of it. And, so it, and that's probably August when we get to that point. Mm-hmm. So, it's, so here we are in June. You're going to plant in September, mm-hmm. okay? I'm on vacation mm-hmm. in Myrtle Beach with my family. It's Monday. Yeah. I come back on Wednesday. I get a phone call from our former lead pastor, Dan, and he says, hey, can I come over to your house? I have a present for you. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and I love Dan. He was a very benevolent guy. Like he would give me hats and gifts. And so I, I thought he legitimately like yep. had a present for me. Mm-hmm. And I guess in some ways he did. And I was like, Joanna was getting ready to go to bed. It was eight o'clock. Like we were reading book. like So we just, we weren't ready to have someone over. And so I'm like, how about I meet you in the Godfather's parking lot? And I, I get in his car and it's Monday night. We're getting close to eight o'clock. And Dan says, hey, Ryan, I just resigned. You're the pastor now. Like you got to get voted on, but the board is behind you. And, and you're going to be the, the pastor. Now, in my mind at that situation, I know that we're getting ready to plan a church in September. <laughs> it's June. Yeah. My election is going to be September. Generally speaking, when a pastor leaves, you can expect about 25% of the church to go. Mm-hmm. Like, like Josh mentioned, if you're lucky, if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh mentioned the finances mm-hmm. that I, I knew just not, not probably what I know now, but I knew that we had burned through all of our reserves and we were hanging out at like zero. I knew we that we were
1: $70,000 in the red, in the
0: red mm-hmm. at that, at that point in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I knew, so I knew we'd burn through reserves or 70,000 in the red. I know that about 70 people are going to go from new life to plant life. Mm -hmm. And these are great people. Like they're great people. And, and so I'm looking, okay, 25% loss, 70 people. And at the same time, okay, Josh is thinking, um, everyone's telling me I can't plant a church with less than a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. Mm -hmm. I've got about 15 cents in a banana mm-hmm. to pull this thing off. Yep. Okay, so at that, so we are in June. Our pastor leaves. It's July, mm-hmm. and I think we can both speak for that July. It was the doldrums. Yeah. It was sucked. scary. Mm-hmm. Um, people were confused. I hadn't gotten elected yet. I didn't even know mm-hmm. if I was going to get elected. For those of you who are new to the story, our, my former lead pastor was double my age. So in the church world to take over for someone double your age is mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. And we're going to plant this church. Mm-hmm.
1: It was, I remember specifically for me, I'll never forget. We went on a, a small little mini vacation on the during the 4th of July. We just went camping in Branson. And I remember I didn't sleep, uh, I think for three or four days straight. I maybe slept here and there a little bit, but I, I just was under a lot of turmoil and stress um, And pressure because here it is I had this team of people that were incredible individuals that had all been focusing their effort uh, over the last several months on this plant and we had a lot of momentum Uh, we had a we had a gathering online we were having prayer uh, gatherings where people were showing up to it and there was a lot of talk in the city about us coming And a lot of excitement and I knew that there was a buzz going on and that we had laid, uh, God had helped us lay a great track work of launching. And so I I knew all this and I knew my team who was really excited about this as well. This new adventure, this new uh, time of building something from the ground up. But I also knew the risk that was at at play, not only for us, but also for new life. So I'm sitting here and both of us are are going through the same emotion is that we're both really anxious about two churches uh, because this could really hurt new life in and in a transitionary season, and it could hurt the plant uh, that ends up being live church. Like it could hurt both of them. And uh, I'll never forget the conversation we had where I pulled you aside in the youth building and uh, I was like, hey, if we, if we like, well, I, I won't ever do anything to hurt new life. So if, if we need to, to, to cancel this thing, then we'll lay on the sword together and we'll make it happen. And you said, no, we're going to move forward. Yeah. We're going to have faith that God's going to work this out. So we marched forward with that. And it wasn't always that coming two months, you would have loved to be able to say the money got immediately better and attendance got immediately better, but it, it didn't. And so that added more tension to it
0: uh, before we launched. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would so go back to that conversation we had in the youth room. Yeah. And okay, and then I think about today and I like, I think it's like almost prophetic because we said we want to tell a better story than that. Yep. Like, t- I mean, I think of those moments, all the odds. So finances are bad. Attendance is, 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 is struggling. People are trying to figure out what they want to do, whether mm-hmm. or not it's something they want to be part of. And, and now here we are. Mm-hmm. And I look at it and I just think, man how crazy is it that God did what he did? Mm -hmm. Like I I think of August. And so we, I don't know that you ever told me this information. I'm thankful that you didn't because I didn't sleep either. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know after we retroactively looked at the bank account, Mm -hmm. that this, the second week of August, that New Life had $1,500 in the bank. We'd maxed out all of our credit cards, $1,500 in the bank. And, and, and you guys hadn't left yet. Yeah. And so Legitimately, not fifteen thousand, fifteen
1: hundred, one thousand five hundred dollars.
0: And so, like, from from both perspectives, mm-hmm. as a sender mm-hmm. and as a sendee, mm-hmm. that's not what you want to do <laughs> at all. Like, and so, so then we get to we get to August. Mm-hmm. We go through August, and it's it seems like maybe some stuff is whatever, and then. And then I get elected
1: Mm
0: -hmm. on September 10th and that's the same day that you guys launch. That's correct. So you guys launch on this deal where I'm sure that your home, like it would have made a lot of sense for your home church to really like rally behind you, to support you, to do all kinds of stuff. And from our perspective, it was like, okay, now I'm elected. Yeah. I, I've got a church. I've got a lead. Yep that has, has had, I think it was like seven or eight months in the red financially. Yep. <clears throat> it was like, it was just like at that point. So my election day, 70 people leave, we're celebrating it, mm-hmm. but we're also looking at like, how are we going to get, to go forward?
1: Well, I mean, th- this was is, this is part of the challenge as well. In transitionary seasons, you don't really have like a you know, vision or anything like that. Yeah. That's why they're so challenging. So from Ryan's perspective, he's 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 taking over a church that that needs all of that sort of solidified for the church, and people are kind of in limbo. Am I going to stay? Am I going to go? Uh, you know, and so there was we had our momentum was ramping up while New Life's was okay. We're trying to figure out who we are and what we're going to do. So you see the tension of that is that there was more. There's more, I could see where you would have maybe felt. I don't, I'm not inserting that into your vocabulary, but where all the talk was going towards this plant and you guys are here thinking like, where's, where we got to build momentum. Like we've got to get people excited about new life, Springfield, and we've got to get this, this engine going. And so, uh, but we can't cancel our momentum for them to highlight. So there's this like, you know, there's this, do? what do you do? You, you just got to champion, uh, you know, and pray for both sides and just push forward and plow
0: through it. And I think even just talking about it reminds me of some of those emotions yeah. early on yeah. and just how scary it was. Yeah. Um, so then, but now we look at it today. Okay, so in that season, like the June to August, mm-hmm. we had one church yep. that had about 550 people that they would reach on a weekend, Mm -hmm. 17 cents and a banana in income, (laughs) reaching one community. And now today there are two churches in two different communities. We're not going to throw the income out there because that's in bad form, but we're between both places. We're reaching about a thousand people on a weekend. And it's it's crazy because if you were to, if you were to zoom in August, of that year, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that either of us, and we're both really confident dudes, mm-hmm. I don't know that we would have been like, we would be sitting here having this conversation talking about how things have gone.
1: I mean, I was, I thought I was gonna be, uh, uh, on our side with the plan, I thought we were gonna be preaching to the choir for a while and we had to meet on Sunday nights because the only facility we could afford uh, already had a church in there on Sunday mornings. And this is a church like 20 people. Uh, we even, like, made an offer to join with them <laughs> just just so we could have Sunday morning space. Join. And, yeah. <laughs> but we ended up doing Sunday nights, and I'm like, man, it, we we launched on, on football kickoff weekend, like, the Cowboys are playing on Sunday night football or something like that. I remember it was a team that a lot of people like and or, or hate, whatever, um, like, watching, maybe. Okay. But we, like, I, I'm... I'm, I don't know that the church is going to be able to support me full time. Like I'm looking at you
0: totally walked out.
1: I totally walked out. And, and I'm like, like at this point, like it's not a scenario where new life could support my salary, nor was that really arranged. Like the new church was going to have to support my salary. And there's no guarantee of that. So I was looking at substituting jobs. I was looking at supplemental income and things like that, which I've been in that boat before. It didn't, it wasn't scary to me, but, uh, but the, the church surviving was scary to me. I mean, we we ended up coming up with 15 grand and then matching that with 30. And I told the team, we're going to put 15 in the bank and we're not going to spend it. And we still have that in the bank, obviously with more now. Yeah. But we put that away and said, we're going to start a church with $15,000. And it, all of the training I had went through said, you don't even breathe in the direction of church planning unless you have $90,000. That was the, That was the number at the time. And uh, so we said, hey, we got 15, and this is what we're going to spend. And we spent $14,800. Yeah. Like, we spent all but $200 of it, and we got everything together. And the team was killer. And, uh, you know, we had uh, 185 people on our first Sunday. It was amazing. It was just an absolute amazing what God did and the journey He's had us on the last two and a half years.
0: And now here we are this season Mm -hmm. in the life of the church. That is weird. Yeah. Like, it's... We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, for all intents and purposes, people could be watching this being quarantined in their home, not yep. allowed to leave right now. Yep. And, and for me, the reason why we wanted to do this is because we wanted to encourage you to realize that no matter what the odds are against you, the gospel will still go forward. Yeah, and
1: it's even, ironically, it seems like when there's the most tension or problems or... Um, persecution or pressure that's when it seems to amplify and magnify even more uh, God you just look throughout scripture and you see multiple scenarios where um, what the enemy meant for bad Genesis 50 20 uh, God turned it into something that's good and I believe that's what he's going to do through this
0: too yeah I, I think if if he can take what happened then and make um, it what it is today then I just think who, who knows what he might be able to do mm-hmm. in this situation. And I just, my prayer for you, for people of new life live, or people who might be just watching this online, my prayers is this would encourage your faith mm-hmm. and that we would see this season, not just as a season of quarantine or a story that we're going to tell our kids and our grandkids, mm-hmm. but that we would see this as an opportunity for the gospel to advance in ways maybe we never thought possible. hmm but it will because we're asking these questions. Josh mentioned Genesis 50:20, but I, I can't help but think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, sickness is something of the enemy. Disease is something, like we were meant to live forever. Like that's, that's it. Sickness isn't from God, it's from the enemy. And what the enemy intends for harm, God can use for good. And even as you watch, I just would pray for you that you would consider how God might use this season in your life for good. Mm-hmm and and really l- let our story mm-hmm. be one that encourages you to to believe that.
1: And I'll t- I'll tell you this that we would both want you to know this. It's not to our credit or our glory that our story turned out great. Um it's to God, man, cuz there, there were I mean uh, I I can say this, I won't speak for you, but there was times I'm like I don't I don't even know what I'm doing. Like I'm just I feel like I'm walking and, you know, when you get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and you, you can't see anything because it's yeah. dark. I felt like that season was like that. But when we're weak, he's strong. And if we would just submit to him and, and take those, those uh, moves of faith, that those risks that sometimes he calls us to do, um, then he will honor that and he will use us. So this season right now is tough on everybody. And, and there's a lot of people out there that have it tougher than me. But here's what I would say is look for those opportunities for the gospel to be proclaimed. Look for a way to lift Jesus up, whether it's serving your neighbor, leading your home well, whatever that looks like and what God's asking you to do. Know that our story only speaks to God's glory and how he wants to use us to make sure that people know who Jesus is.
0: That's good. We say it, helping people know Jesus better but I'm not going to correct him on that because they don't have the same verbiage as us. But hey, hey we love you guys. Yep. We're here for you. Yep. I can speak for Josh and live and new life as well. We're here to serve you. And if there's any way yep. we can, please let us know. Um, but just know that we're praying for you, mm-hmm. that we love you, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Yep. Love, See love you, you guys. guys. Thank you. Man, isn't that cool? I'm so thankful for how God has used Live Church and Republic. I'm honored to get to be a small part of it and know new life, that we were able to be part of their story, and that they're part of ours. And here's what I just pray for you this morning, is that as you're sitting in the state that you're in, would you pray, God, how can you use me during this season? This is one of those seasons where we could really kind of just look inward and not think outward at all, but here's what I would challenge you. Who's someone that you can reach out to Who's someone that might be more open to hearing what you have to say about Jesus than normally because of this season? Because like we said throughout this this story, that what Satan intends for harm, God can use for good. And in this season, we have an opportunity to spread hope unlike we've ever had before. So I'm going to pray that God would bless you. I'm going to pray that God would set his hand on you. I'm going to pray that God would use you in this midst of this season. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, we love you. God, we're thankful for you. God, we're thankful for how you take difficult situations and you use them for good. God, I pray for this situation that we're all walking through here with the coronavirus. I pray that you would take it, that you would use it for good, that you'd use it to advance your kingdom. And I pray for New Life Church, as it is our prayer this year, that it's only going to get better from here. God, I pray that we, as we look back on this season, we would be able to see how you used it to make it better. Lord, we love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. See you soon.